Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Hello, welcome to Six Bits. It's Ray Foley here. Ah, Moran O'Connell's over there. I'm singing into my... I got a new uh, water flask. You know, all the cool kids, all the millennials have them. These metal sort of water bottle flasks that they carry. I've never had one. But all the... You know, the millennials, they've all got these to drink their litres of water to get their water to stay hydrated. You know, the the metal one. You know, the... the I do. I I have one, yes. Uh, You have one? Yes. Typical millennial. The um the 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 taste of the old water out of it. Hmm. Not gone in it now. Oh really? I don't get a taste out of mine. Maybe it's because it's new, is it? I don't. I don't know. It just feels. Maybe maybe it's just a placebo thing. Maybe I just like. Oh, this is metal. I don't like the feel of it. So as a result, I'm like. My, oh, I don't like the taste. It depends on where you are. The water. It could be where you live as well. You could be just tasting the water. Oh no! I've got excellent oh. water here. That's oh, one thing really? I'll say for where I am. The water here is like a country spring. It it's is, top tier. Oh, it is delightful. Remember last year when all the water went bad? Yeah. But last year or two years ago, uh, the water notices were on and we're obviously getting the dregs. And we were like, Jesus, we had to buy some water. I was like, we, lovely um, water. We lived in on the north side for years and years and years in Kulak. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the water was horrible. Like you could taste chemical, you could taste bleach. It wasn't like, there was, I'm not saying there was bleach in the water, but there was definitely a chemically sort of treatment taste of it. Even the smell of it. Gotcha. And it ruined, our shower had to be replaced every, like every couple of years. We'd have, with electric showers, of course, those things are wonky anyway. But the electric shower would just seize up, like crust up from all the hardness of the water and the kettle every few months we'd need to replace it because it was that bad. Electric showers. Electric showers. The bane of my friggin' life. Why aren't they called electric tinkles? It's not a shower. It's not a shower of anything. It's a tinkle. You can't heat and pump at the same time, guys. We still... How is it that after all of the technological development... I've got a computer. I've got a high-powered computer with the internet in my hand. Mm. In my pocket every day. And Mm. yet we still can't come to to terms with the basic technology, the technological advances to pump and heat water at the same time. You can only do one. Like if you have already heated water from the immersion and you you pump the water through to the shower, that's fine because the pump then can operate. Yeah. That's fine. Or if you have... Hang on, what's the other one I was going to do? Oh yeah, if you just want to heat water with a heating thing under the, you know, the little ones under the sink. Yep. That's fine as well. But try and do both. You just can't. Apparently there is one though. I've heard an ad. But then again, that could just be marketing. Again, me being susceptible to marketing and just going, I heard an ad, so it must be true. Which basically addresses that like a Triton or a mirror or something. It's like, ah, they said in the ad that it's really strong power and it's hot. But then again, they've been saying that for years, haven't they? They've been saying it for years. It is a tinkle. It's a tinkle. Uh, do you have an electric shower or a real deal or a immersion? Real one? deal where I am, electric in my parents' house. And there, if you go out in Limerick on a Saturday night and know you have to have the shower on the Sunday morning, in Doyle, it's like, oh God, will I just get in my car and drive back up to Dublin? <laughs> have a real shower. I'll come back down for dinner. But I might just go up to Dublin to have the old shower, lads. In Cork, oh. I've got I've got a light situation. Although it's I don't know how it works actually. It's lighter anyway, definitely. You know the way you kind of you're used to your shower, and then if you turn it on, you're like looking forward. It's like here we go now, and then it's just like a piss on your head. It's, yes. <laughs> it's like yeah. What's just it's, I just can't. And, and for women, on, it must like, be why harder. Can't I, why can't I dry my hair? Oh, because all of the shampoo and conditioner is still, still in, in it, there, even yeah. though I was in the shower wasting water for an outrageous amount of time trying to get it out. I hear you. Outrageous. I know the other thing as well that I have in Cork is uh, the shower is in the bath. Like it's a standy uppy, you know, like yeah. it's a bath. Yeah. But our bath, our, I, I have a shower in Dublin. So it's a separate shower. Like mm. it's a, so it's flat. Yeah. So when I stand into the bath in Cork. Yeah. It has, I'm not used to the curve. Oh. So geez. I'm slipping, I'm slipping. Slipping and, sli- and sliding. <laughs> oh, I know. What do you get the boy? What do you get? 
for the boy who's got everything. A, a shower mat. <laughs> That's it. That's now it. I know what to get you. 39 oh years of age. God. A bath mat for Cork would be ideal. Thank you My mother much. was telling me that um, she got a new shower mat there recently. Ooh. Like it was time to get a new shower mat, you know. And uh, then she went upstairs and the shower mat was, was outside, hanging on the radiator. Radiator wasn't on. Um, and she was like, to my father, why, why is that outside? Are you sure I don't want to be getting it wet or dirty when it's in the shower? She's like, it's for, that's what it's for. It's meant to get wet. What are you doing? Put it back. Shower mats are a bit disgusting though, aren't they? They are. Abs- I totally yeah. get that they're disgusting. But people need it. People need them when you're slipping and sliding all over the place. And his first response, sure, I don't want to be getting it wet. That's what it's for. Have you ever seen those, uh, you have, those ads in the back of like Women's Weekly or what would I be reading? What would I have been reading years ago? The the weekend magazines in the oh, tabloid yeah, newspaper, Sunday, Sunday papers. Yeah. Yeah. And towards the back of them, there's a shower that there's a door on. And you oh. can go in and sit in the shower. It's like a I bath, used- but it's a shower shaped. And I then you love those close ads. the door on it and you could fill it up and there's an old lady invariably sitting in it or an old man absolutely delighted with themselves Yeah, sitting in the bath as it's filling up. I mean, how long is it? You're going to have to sit there and wait for it to fill up, wash yourself and then you're going to have to sit there and wait for it to empty before you can open the door again. Otherwise, you're going to flood the bathroom. Well, but what? I'm no, telling you, I'm isn't it so just it's, jealous. It's for a shower. It's not for a bath. No, you can. There was one that I saw. But that, there like, is, but there's you a shower above. And, you close and seal it, and then you can have a bath in it. Yes, but I always thought that was ridiculous because I thought in the picture, you know, there's a shower head as well. So you yeah. just sit down while you're having your shower. You couldn't be waiting for it to empty to get out of the flipping. Oh, no, you just have to. Oh, yeah, it'd be completely pointless. Yep, yep, yep. So yep you'd have yep, to wait. Yep, you have yep, to get yep, in yep, nudie yep, and wait yep, for it yep, to yep. fill. Yeah, yeah. And then sit there gradually waiting, like watching, looking at your watch. Yeah, I suppose you can have your book and a glass of wine as it finally reaches your toes. You'd be a bit, you'd be a bit cold. Then it's up to your ankle. Then it's up to your, your knees and you're topping it up all the time. But I was so jealous of that because I'd love that to be able to be sitting upright and in, the, like a hot tub, I suppose, in your have house. I, have I said this to you before that the one thing that I want if I ever manage to get a house of my own? Uh huh. Only thing that I want. Can I guess? Go on. Is it a stair lift? No. That's that's the other thing that used that's to be at the back of the magazines that I yeah. always went, oh man, I'd love a stair lift. Sorry, go on. Stair lift would be fab. No, mine is, there is this thing, it's, it's a foot shelf in a shower or in a bath. Now, if you don't need it, if you're in a bath, if you've got enough space, because you can put the leg up, but I only have a shower. It's a foot oh, shelf. Oh, for shaving. For shaving. Ah. I think that is the height of luxury. Just going, look at that little shelf there that's attached to the tiles and I can put my full leg weight on that and shave. I've never seen con- one. The contortions you'd be doing inside in a shower trying to shave off all the hair underneath. You'd be like, I oh, can imagine, yeah. Sake. The I, I'm like that when you're I'm... Like, you're like this. Like I'd be like this in the shower holding the bottom of the leg. One leg up. The, the contortion I'm looking at here is is uh, somewhat inappropriate. But then again, she's like a Barbie doll under there. This is completely smooth. Smooth. Smooth down nipples. Smooth. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do that, you see. And when I'm out for my run or my jog, like even if my laces are a little bit loose and annoying me, I'll wait until they're completely open. And then I have to find an appropriate wall or stoop. Or, you know, those little power boxes, the little um, yeah. like transformer boxes. Yeah. Because I can't bend over and tie my laces or or go down on my knee or my hunkers and do my... I Why? have to... I need to put my leg up. Why? It's just a thing I have. Well, it's it's partly due to my height and my lack of flexibility and my weight that I can't do... I have no <laughs> movement. I have no range of movement. So I need to wait until I reach like a... Pro, and even a good curb I can manage on. But I need... Or a small wall. I can, or I, I, Ray I, I, through the countryside looking for a sty on which to put his legs. There we go. Do you remember the styes, lads? Remember styes? Do you St- remember fat frogs? Do you remember Mr. Freezes? Do you remember styes? Remember you, styes, though? I do remember. Yeah, you don't see styes anymore. You wouldn't see them. Because it would be like, no, you can't walk in my field. Uh, you can't walk in my field. Insurance issues, barbed mm-hmm. wires, sheep getting through the styes. Can't be using styes anymore. Styes are no That's longer it. a thing. 
Do you remember Angela's Ashes, though? Do you remember to school through the fields? Did you, you ever read? Do you, do you remember not? No, we had the book at the house, and I was like, I am not reading School Through the Fields. Not I don't happened. know why I was given to School Through the Fields. It was in the house. It wasn't that it was a mine or anything. It was in the house, and I think it was just thrown at me at one point, which is like, I want to go to the shop and buy the books. And I was like, read that. And so I ended up reading. No. It was, do you know what? I think I enjoyed it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Did you was... read Under the Hawthorne Tree directly afterwards? Was that a sequel? No, that's um, Marita Conlon McKenna. That was a book that we all read when we were like seven years old. No, never read that. Really? About the famine? I read uh, I read that one, To School Through the Fields, which is actually a lovely, charming, oldie-worldy Irishy book. Mm. Like, literally, ditches and going to mass in ditches and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But I think every of... house has a copy. Certainly oh, our right, parents' so generation. It's like the Bible, To School Through the Fields. It was very popular. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was lovely. It was a nice read. And then I did read the sequel, but I don't know what it is. The way she, like, where she got older and she, it was the next stage of her life. It she wasn't. went to work through the fields. To the workhouse through the fields. To the workhouse. <laughs> I remember when I was in, I just started, it must have been first year in secondary school and they gave us a novel to read about, um, uh, a very timely, about uh, sharecroppers, a sharecropping family in the deep south. And the race, like full on racism, awful, awful racism, lynchings. That Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, or. Oh, it probably was Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was grim. That was grim reading. Absolutely horrible. When we were in, when we were in, um, I I think it was third class and I would have been a, I was, I actually stayed back a year because I started school at three. So I would have been, how old would I have been in third class? Matthew's eight now in first, so nine, ten. And I, w- I would have been nine years old. Mm. And they put a video on uh, during, I don't know, some, you know, some DOS class once a week. It's video class. Mm. Yeah. And they w- will, they would put on Escape from Sobibor, right? What? <laughs> have you ever heard of the, the movie? Yes. Have you heard of it? Like the actual I have. film, right? Yeah, it's incredibly, incredibly graphic. A portrayal of life in a concentration camp. Yeah, for Jews, it involves the ovens. It involves gas chambers. Yeah, it involves naked people, naked mm. Jews being lined up. One of them making a break for it, and then letting the. I'll never forget this for the as long dogs. as I live. Letting an Alsatian or German yeah. Shepherd loose on them. Nine years of age, Moran. Mm. Nine. That's a lot. Absolutely bonkers. Never mind your Darby O'Gill and the little people. Yeah. My granny my granny let me watch that when I must have been about similar age. Sobibor. Going back to it every week. Because, of course, we won't watch the whole thing in one sitting. You'd watch for like half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh... Were we hard here? No, it's Stuff. just teachers had no clue what they were at. Ours was uh, the Ten Commandments and Ben-Hur. We had a teacher in fifth class who didn't particularly like being a teacher. So we got to watch a lot of movies. <laughs> right. It's not the case with a lot with most teachers, really, in fairness. But like, you know, Ben-Hur would go on for five weeks and we'd be watching it every day. <laughs> we'd be like, Is this, this movie's still on. Why are we still, we don't. We were like, are you particularly, she wasn't even particularly Catholic. I remember we, uh, cut, I got a random cut on the roof of my mouth. I don't know how, when I was in the playground. Yeah. And there were two junior infants teachers, I think. And one of them was an angel. She had been my junior infants teacher and she was an yeah. absolute, she was a joy. She was just a wonderful, oh no, hang on. She had left. I was in senior infants. She had left and she'd been replaced by this other woman who became, anyway, whatever. So I went to the, up to this other woman with the expectation that she's going to be just like my uh, junior infants teacher that I had last year because this is the new junior infants teacher and yeah. she must be, she must be lovely and an angel too. And I cut the roof of my mouth and it was bleeding profusely. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's happening. It's it's just bleeding there's, and there's loads of blood like it was on my hands and stuff. I said, what do I, what, what do I do? Miss, miss, I'm bleeding. And she said, she... <laughs> She looked at it. She was holding her hands like this. How do I describe it? Just like literally. like, like In front of his face. In front uh, of her face, her, kind of. 
She was like, stay away from me. Yeah. Yeah. She was holding her hands. She looked in my mouth with her hands up uh, just to block anything that might come for like a... Coronavirus, fair play. Uh, A rudimentary form of PPE. And then she said, go away from me. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been about 1986, (laughs) 7. Wow. That's spectacular. 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 Unbelievable. Let's go number just, two. Just the best page. It's, it attracts the best people. The best people are right. Well, you know. It was a different time. It was a different time. Ash was a different time. That's the excuse for everything. It's a different time. Different time. Uh, I'm going to write down something on a sheet of paper, okay? And let me see if I can write it. So before we get into this, okay? I'm going to write down uh, one, two words, right? And this is my guess as to... I'm going to write it down. I'm not going to show you what's written on it. Right. And we'll get into this. Keith Barry has joined us, everybody. Keith, but There's a Keith Barry bit, yeah. You, yeah. Have to, you have to pretend to be blown away. Because that's your role as I the I normally am. I'm, I'm not. Go I on. Ju- Magic never does anything for me. It's like, ah, uh, okay, yeah. I know there's a trick behind it, so... Like, you, I just do don't know how... You, I know you did it, and it's impressive that you did it. But I'm not like... But I'm obligated to go, oh my God. So yeah, the next but time. You don't know how the person has done it. That's it. And that's, that's impressive. That's the fascination. But it, it, was, it doesn't, because it's like there's a perfectly reasonable explanation to this. There I is, just, but I don't know what it is and I can't work it out. Yeah, but that's, that's not fascinating. That's just but like. A lot maths of people would be something. fascinated by, you know, SpaceX and how they managed to get the rockets to relaunch, to, to land. Again on the platform, they'd be like, "That has blown me away." Again, there is a perfectly good explanation. I've watched that and I've gone, eh, yeah. I, I too went like that, but I more went like that by going, "Elon Musk, you had nothing to do with this. It's all of your engineers who are doing this. Why does everyone say this is Elon Musk?" He paid for it. He's apparently he's an asshole to his um, engineers. Anyway, I've written yes. it down, and this is a guess as to what one of yours is. That's all, right? And if I get it right, I win a million euro from you. Right. It's but what if I guess that you think this is one of my things, but it's not one of my things. Ah, write it down then. Write it down. Okay. Right. Okay. I'll, just, I'll put it in notes. Put it in notes, <laughs> and then, and then, and then we'll see if we're simpatico. In which case, we can never do the podcast again because we're so compatible. We're double compatible. <laughs> and we are going. I'm just gonna say. I'll just say it to you. I'll say it to you before you tell me your guess. I'll be like, do Do you think that this is going to be well? One if of we my ones? if we haven't done it by the end. You can tell me what it was and then okay. I can hold up the thing. Right, okay, okay. Right, right, right. And just to let everyone know, we are now on a countdown clock. You no longer have to put up with us for more than 13 minutes. Right. N- number two. Okay, what's, go on. What's that thing called in your nail when it's sore? Oh, balls. What's it called? <laughs> it's not a... Ah. So I think I've got a piece of glass stuck in my foot from yesterday, mm. which... Just is hurting me every once in a while. I think I found it there, but I haven't gotten it out. So that's sore. And now, and I mean, until three o'clock in the morning last night, I was trying to stop my nail from hurting. Ugh. I was getting out the little, the, 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 the nail files and the, I was like, how, how? This is so sore. So it's the little thing at the side of your nail. The little the, thing at the side of your nail. This yeah, is different you know now. when it gets sore. Uh, the hang it's a hang is it a hangnail uh, I don't I'm trying to understand you know when it feels like it's an ingrown nail is it the skin bit that's hurting or is it the nail it's it's the it's the nail and the skin it's the bit there I I uh, I filed it too much in or something yeah it's basically where the side of your nail starts throbbing yeah I know it I I did it a few days ago actually I've got a similar thing there Oh yeah, Where? but you ripped off all your skin. Mine has gone into the nail. It is so distracting. It's like this is sore and it's distracting. I've been thinking about it every five minutes since it happened last night. Mm. Do you know what's the worst bit is when you wash your hands or you get like lemon juice or something stingy or in- salty on on it and it's like ah! Do you know what's what's also really distracting is I'm trying to find that flipping name now of the whatever the word is when a nail is coming off. What's the name for an Azerbaijani or a Corkonian? Oh Christ. A duodenum. A ju- Dem- Dem- Deminum. There you go. Oh, thanks. Go on. 
So I know this will be too. I know this will be too late. If you happen to be listening to this podcast today, could you send me a tweet or a or an Instagram or something? What the hell is it called? We might what? have it by the end. Fingernail. This, this sort. It must be a hangnail. Coming off. Mine's coming. Mine's when it's coming off. It's like separated from the. No, that mine was, has gone into it now. It feels like it's ingrown. I just wanted to let everyone know what I wanted to ask what the word is and also be like, it is very sore. It's we did it in like horrid. our first podcast or one that of our first. was a hangnail. Mine wasn't a hangnail. It was like the actual nail itself, a space developing between the finger and the nail. Oh, that's completely gone away now, by the way. I'm just looking at it now. They're all but, getting um, the nails now. I might, I might be going to an old nail salon. It grew out. Uh, speaking of salons, we're going to number three. Number three. <laughs> number three. Peter Mark charging. I thought that was the one you thought I was going to say that I wasn't going to say. Well, it's interesting that you say that. I kind of took it as a given that uh, it, th- this is not the thing. No. Uh, but th- I took it as a given that this would definitely come up because it's because right. your radio station rang me this morning wanting me to go on air to talk about it. Ah, that's what they wanted. They asked me for your number and I thought, what has she done now? <laughs> and genuinely, I genuinely did. But they didn't tell me what it was because they asked Kira. They asked Kira, who then asked me. So she didn't know what they wanted you for. So I, oh, right. So we were both trying to work it out what it was that you had done that had yeah. warranted them needing to call about you for their talk show. Peter Mark. It was about Peter Mark, right. And what did you say about Peter Mark? I just said it was bullshit. Oh, right. Because uh, 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 she, Kira had seen that you'd put up a thing about a folding bike on your socials. And we were like, could it be something to do with that or the environment or... No, this was on Twitter. So this is yesterday and uh, now they've put up all the prices. This is the money from a massive salon chain that they are charging people uh, if they've had... It's a regrowth charge. And it's if your hair is longer than two centimetres, the roots are longer than two centimetres, there's also a sprucing up charge and a charge for this and a charge for that. Yeah. It's like, sorry, what? Well, it, it takes more time and it costs more money. It doesn't. I talked to my hairdresser yesterday. She was like, yeah, I can see it will take a little bit more product. But if, say, you've got four centimetres regrowth in your hair. Mm-hmm. So paint your hair there, Ray. Uh, oh, right. Like yeah, that. yeah. Go like that. Yeah. Imagine you're painting your hair. It's just the same. It's, it's the same the job. It's the exact same movement. You're just, just bringing two... it down a little bit more. That's it's it. a bit more it's product. It's not taking so more bit... time. But it would cost more, uh, for, more uh, for the outlay, yeah. bit more product, but that's it. Yeah. It's a tiny bit more product. It is not more time. Because your hair is being dyed for the same amount of time. I'm inclined to... I'll give them a certain amount of leeway. I'll give them 10% of leeway, which is... If someone comes in and it's unexpected. Now, granted, most disasters ought to be expected given that no one has been in the hairdressers for three months. And this is your gig at the end of the day. And your customers are showing you their loyalty by coming back to you after all mm-hmm. this time. So, in which, you know, they're, 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 you're going to have a boom and uh, a, a, an explosion in business. I would, give, I would grant... However, you know, even though it should be expected, maybe one or two absolute, oh my sweet baby Jesus, what has she done, situations will come through the door. And if if those situations require like a second appointment or hours in the chair or surgery, (laughs) rocket science or something, then I can understand there being an extra expense and them saying at that point, listen, you're a special case here. This is just beyond what we'd normally have to deal with and we Mm -hmm. might have to charge you more for that. Is that all right? That I can understand. But putting up a price list from the outset before anyone shows up into the hairdressers on Monday is an absolute joke. And it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's completely taking advantage of of those people that have the option of being loyal to you. Being loyal to you, we're in a situation where loads of people are are losing jobs. Also, some people's hair will be absolutely fine. Like, will be grand. You won't have to do anything extra to their hair. They're just coming in, getting a cut and a colour. Grand. Yeah. Might even be getting a colour. It's, it's also the fact that they did this and then they turned their comments off. Oh, did they? I didn't see that. 
Yeah, they knew it was going to happen. It was like so then they put they put up another post, <laughs> and then people are just underneath that post going, "But lads, what about the surcharge? What the hell is going on here?" Now people are coming back at me because I saw it yesterday and I was like, "This is crazy." Um, going. Well, I've seen quite a number of people defending it. Uh, I've seen people defending it, and a lot of people are like, "Well, reduced capacity." I'm like, "If it's because of reduced capacity, say it's because of reduced capacity. That's fine. If you can't get as much people through the door as you want to, but that's not what they say. Said, it's yeah. because, but they didn't say that." They couched it in something else. I have gone to hairdressers and I spoke to hairdressers yesterday just to see what the real story is, how much it will cost them, how much the outlay. And they were like, well, the outlay I would have for my dye would be a lot more than, we'll say, a massive chain because they're buying in bulk. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it cannot, it, it, the mats don't work for me. Yeah, I think it's just, and uh, uh, you know. And a lot of salons are going to be charging six to 10 euro, maybe 12 because of PPE gear. I've yeah. seen that and I'm like, absolutely, you have but to cover the cost. You're putting it onto your... Yeah. I've seen that argument as well. Like if they were to be straight up and say, hi, we've had to incur extra costs so we're going to have to pass on some of it to you, the But they the haven't customer. said that. They've just said... Yeah, but also there, there needs to be an element as well in understanding that is it, is every, like is it, if a coffee shop opens on Monday, are they going to be all of us, you know, you're going to be charging twice the price for a cup of coffee or yeah. twice the price for a sandwich or any other business... It's the way we're all, we're all in the same boat here, lads. And to try and be, re- or but the pub's reopening. Are the pubs going to be charging way more for mm. whatever it is they're charging, you know, drinks yeah. and, and sandwiches or whatever it is. Uh, the uh, the other thing that, that really, really surprised me was, uh, was basically hair growth, wasn't it? So regrowth. Regrowth longer than two centimetres is going to cost you 45 euro. So, so if your hair does what it normally does, which is grow. Grow. <laughs> and I'm sorry to our bald friends amongst us. Sorry about that. All right, I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to be anti. I'm not trying to be baldest. I'm just saying if your hair does what hair does, do you know what? We're going to charge you for it. Even though uh, it's our job. I think it's ridiculous. I, I, there were a number of uh, hairdressers up in arms. And like, if it was the up in arms to say, uh, yeah, there's another, there's another theory as well that like if Peter Marker's saying this, it could give license to all the hairdressers to do the same thing. I can promise you, if you're one of the hairdressers, and I'd say Peter Mark are going to experience this, if they're making an announcement now, this far out, that they're going to be doing this, people will be making alternative arrangements for their hair. Oh, local hairdressers will be busy out the door, I'd say. Now, I haven't gone to Peter Mark in years. I went once in the last two years to get something done to my hair, and it was just like a curly blow dryer or something. That didn't end up happening. And the last time I went to Peter Mark... Right. Well, that's besides the point. The that other is, thing, the other thing you made. By made, the way, that is besides the point. Yeah. Many of my friends are very loyal customers of that place. They love it, and I'm like, it's very handy. They get you in. They get you out. They're great. They're always there for you. Um, the other point you made about social distancing is, I think that when you're talking about so, you're talking about people sitting apart. I've never been. I've never se- walked past a hairdresser's. I've never been in a hairdresser's where every single seat has been used. So the it's oh, never I the. Have. Ca- Every single seat. Yeah. Well, in that case, they can put the perspex between the, surely between the each seat or each Oh, I would chair. think so. Yeah. yeah. That can be done as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, worth noting as well, Moran will not be invited to the Peter Mark VIP Style Awards. Uh, oh, next. absolutely not. <laughs> you're out. You're out I following that one. Out. They're just like, we hate her. Go away. Did you go on? The, did they? Are you going to go on or have you been on or are you just too busy? You're, well, you're doing this now to go do and talk to Red. I'm doing it? this now and I was on a meeting earlier on. I was on a meeting. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And plus but, it's not. I just put up a stupid tweet saying that it was stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. You're not a spokesperson. Exactly. It's not a spokesperson. Yeah. You just have I'm an opinion. Yeah, spo- yeah. Exactly. I'm just, it's, no, you don't need to talk to me about this. Number three. Three. Number, number, number three. Number can three. It, can we call it number six? Because we've got two minutes. You don't have two minutes. Quarter past. Oh, for Christ's sake, Maureen, you're killing me. <laughs> right, very quickly, Leo Varadkar on primetime last night being interviewed by David McCullough. <laughs> At a time when people are looking to you as Taoiseach for leadership, do you really think it's appropriate um, to be using a speech to quote teen movies as an in-joke with an actor? I think any quote is appropriate if it's appropriate in its context, whether it was written um, in a movie or, or by a poet. He really skirted around this because McCullough and McCullough kept coming back. I was going to play the whole clip, but we don't really have the time. Uh, McCullough kept coming back that it was an in-joke with an actor. 
And that has been our issue as well. The, yep. Using a quote in any context from anywhere, really, as long as it fits, fine. And if, if it's the absolute right fit, absolutely. Oh, if uh, you want to say, can you smell what the rock is cooking because you're opening a geological site, go for it. Yeah. I'm happy with that. But the, it's the in-joke and the trolling which is the issue. And McCullough, t- to his credit, I think mm. David McCullough is fantastic, by the way. I, I, think think he sh- I think he should be in the running for that um, morning gig. I think he'd be great. At, I know there's... A, it's, We've there's, said that before. Yeah. I think Sarah will probably get it, but I think David McCullough is fantastic. Also, Ireland's answer to George Clooney. Uh, <laughs> fair enough, I'll take it. He lives around here, actually. He lives near me as well. Of course he does. Of course Me and Bono and David. David I, McCullough. I was out for my, uh, my walk the other day and I saw him in the car. Did he have it, actually? Was there a thing where he had it or he had symptoms, David? Uh, or he was social distancing because he was in the same area as Claire Byrne or something like that. There could have been a thing where... Oh, yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, same studio. I saw him anyway in the cat the other day. So McCullough is chasing... He's like a dog with a bone on mm-hmm. this thing. I really admire him. Anyway, he's... Uh, here he is. Okay, so the quote, the limit does not exist. Which oh, yeah, he came back at him then with his... Okay, so the quote, the limit does not exist, which I believe is from the movie Mean Girls. That was appropriate for you. Yeah, oh, please, of- David. You know it's from the movie Mean Girls. Don't <laughs> you dare try to pretend you don't. I mean, I mean I my be- wife... I believe. My, my, my kids told me it's... I believe uh, it's never. from the movie Mean Girls. Uh, but uh, Leo's, I, I don't know if we necessarily need to go through all, but Leo's response again is, if the quote works, the quote works, and it works in the context. Yes, but again, it's the actual context in which, you know, the, the circumstances under which you decided to use a Mean yep. Girls quote yep. uh, is the problem. I think any quote in any speech is appropriate if it's in context. In fairness now, it, it is a trivial issue, but at a time when people have died, at a time when people have seen their livelihoods destroyed... He's, he's going for it, like. Uh, and then there's one further one. Um, nearly. Go on, um, and uh, um, the um, like feelings that they're having. Okay, but this is not a distraction from the serious message that you're going, get, trying to get across to have this little joke with Sean Austin. I think it's a distraction for some people, but not for me. Yeah, I ju- you know. I just... But this is the thing. It's what we were saying yesterday. Him quoting and having a bit of a laugh in a speech is fine. It's just that it was a bit. Yeah, he's trolling. And everything had been going so well, Leo. But then he has to get wrapped up in the celebrity of it. Everything was going so well for you, Leo. But no, no. Can't resist. Oh, Jesus, he's from Lord of the Rings. Oh, Jesus, I watched him in the Goonies. I loved him in the Goonies. He was great. What was it Kate said earlier on, actually, my wife? She said, uh, the the use of your man, even Sean Astin. It wasn't that Leo was quoting Sean Astin. Or even the Lord of the Rings movie. It was Lord of the Rings. It was Tolkien that he was, which is a little bit more gravitas. Gravitas and grandiose. Than a Hollywood thing. And then, it, anyway, look at it. It is what it is, lads. Again, it, it, David McCullough, if you want to spend some time looking at Ireland's George Clooney today, this is not a license to perv. I'm just saying that during the heat wave a few years ago, David put up a picture of himself on Twitter and it was like, business I'm on honest. the top. Party on the bottom. He was outside the doll wearing his his blazer, his shirt, his tie. And on the bottom, he had cargo pants and his flip-flops or cargo shorts. You know, those dad shorts that you all have. I think he's got that whole... Uh, I think he's got the balance quite right, though, in terms of light light and shade. I think he'd oh, be well able for the that, that morning gig that I'm we were talking about. I'm mad. About David McCullough. I think he's fantastic. And it's I interesting that you say that, personality. that Sarah McInerney is going to be the one to do it, Sarah, to, to, to get the gig when... I've really uh, enjoyed her. Uh, oh, there's no question. She's been very good at it. But um, she, isn't it a Claire Byrne? Oh, isn't it a Claire Byrne joint? Or is that the... Claire Bourne? Claire Bourne joint. <laughs> isn't it going to be Claire Byrne? I thought... No. Well, could they do a BBC Radio 5 Live, maybe? Or could they do, uh, you know... Which is what? Hang on now. What's that? Or do you know um, BBC Radio 4? No, BBC Radio 5. You know when on the morning show where they've got various presenters? Uh, on 5 Live, it's normally Nikki Campbell and Sarah Burden. And then they it's they just get a lot of time off. And then they bring in other people. Oh, right. I, I always I thought know. that they just had other people that came in every once in a while. A rotation sort and of thing. what's the morning one that John Humphreys used to do? That's on Radio 4. That's today. And that's Radio basically, that's, that's Morning Ireland, basically. Yeah. Which is that? That is um, rotation. I, oh, I, I, Sarah's making a good case for it to be. Mine. No question, no question, absolutely. And you know what? 
uh, the longer this goes on. I have a feeling what had happened was, this is probably isn't interesting, but the machinations of RTE is such that, because it, 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 from the outside, it looked like a stupid thing to do to not, given that they knew how that for how long that Sean O'Rourke was going to be retiring. I mean, it's a finite, it's a set date. They would have known for years. Why didn't they make the decision, get it done, sign it all off, and the minute he retires, the following Monday, the new presenter is on, they're confirmed, they have the whole uh, fanfare, etc., mm. etc. Et but they were hiring a new head of RTE Radio yes, 1. they were. After. So they probably wanted to make that, leave that decision to the new head rather than do it. So you can, you can Even understand Even though the that. new head of Radio 1 has worked in Radio 1 forever. But at the same time, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it, could have, it could have been gone to someone else, I, I guess. And they wanted to try her out. Yeah, but I think that's a really unfair thing to do to anyone. I like, agree. Yeah. And then now it's a case where, well, one, she's done a great job. But even if she hadn't done a great job, imagine, the, imagine how bad that would look for her. And then... For Claire, then, because there's all the talk as well about Claire Byrne getting it. How can Claire Byrne turn around, even if she was bad, but she's actually quite good? How can Claire Byrne turn around and go, "Yeah, I'm taking your job now"? But it's also, but is the issue not here? Sarah doesn't have an RT contract. She's not staff in an organization that's piddling money like a Triton shower on top of your head. <laughs> shouldn't they? Nice sorry, not Triton. Any electric shower, Mira. Should, shouldn't they be trying to go, okay, who do we have on the books that we don't have to give extra money to? Oh, yeah, there you go. T- do that. Oh, okay, that's a good point. I didn't know like, she wasn't staff. I did you know that she's not staff. How would, how would she staff. be staff? Because she does a weekly show, doesn't she? So maybe she is a member but of staff. For the last year and a half, too, if they're giving away staff contracts to presenters in this day and age, get me in there. Because then you can never get rid of it. Like, I heard something the other day about someone who hasn't worked in RT for years and apparently they're still getting paid. And I'm like, what? I heard now, one of again, those. Again, that's hearsay. I No, I know of one of those cases of someone who was working on a part-time basis for them and they finished up and for like three years afterwards, the money kept going into their account. <laughs> it is. So I cannot imagine that there's any way that Sarah has gotten a staff position. Why are we talking about Sarah? Good, if Sorry. you're listening, Sorry. good luck to you. Good By luck the way, flying good, it. Absolutely, you are. I'm very much enjoying your radio program. Uh, doing very good work there for a woman. For a woman, it has to be said. So now we're going back because we said number six, but it's not number six. It was actually number three, and now we're going on to number four. All right, we're here. No, no, number four. Okay, grand number four it is then. I would like to apologize for that momentary confusion. I had to nip off. And now I've come back. But now she's back. Now she's returned. Yep. 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 So, uh, some, so some, where are we at now? What are we, what are we do we some work? It's you now, is it? No. Is it? It is you. Yeah, Leo was me. And now it's you. What have we done? We've done, oh, talking about random things, obviously, tangents. That's number one. Uh, number two is Peter Mark. Peter Mark, yeah. Number three is Leo. Three is Leo, yeah. So, So it's all been you. You must have come up with something, did you? Oh, no, you did. You did something. Your hangnail. <laughs> <laughs> Your cannula. What's a freaking word? Is, what is the word? Can you find out? I've already Googled fingernail coming off and it's not coming up. So it's really annoying me. Do we want to have a moment Nail. to bow down in love and friendship and adoration? For Mr. Keanu Reeves. Keanu? I've seen a trailer last week for the new, um, dude, dude. But uh, what's he been doing recently? I know you love him. I, I do love Keanu Reeves. I think he is delightful. I would watch him until the end of time because he is amazing. But himself and Winona Ryder, they have been in a few movies together. Oh, yeah. Is this, is this Mel stuff, is it? Smell related? I'm not going into the Mel Gibson Jesus thing because Christ. I don't. Oh my God, that he man. He is. He just. Also, what is wrong with the world? that Like he was cancelled. And I mean, like, it was a big, big and obvious and easy cancellation. But whatever the hell. Like, I mean, are we going to see Harvey Weinstein making films again this time next year? Winona Ryder has said that Mel Gibson once asked, asked her if she was an oven dodger. <laughs> are like, you one of those oven dodgers? That is. Suggesting that. And, and she, she said that she was a. Uh, that she that she, she was turned down for a role because she looked quote too Jewish, which anyway, well, wasn't I, it a voice role? Oh, was it? 
I thought it was what? a voice I wrote saw... in like Chicken Run or something. <laughs> I thought, All right. I thought... How do you sound like a female Jew? A Jewess. And so what? <laughs> oh my God. And what animal cannot, can never, ever sound like a female Jew? Because if it's, <laughs> if it's in Chicken Run. Anyway, sorry, go on. Surely it would be. What, what, what does it mean? What? I don't know. Pe- pe- a horse? Big? What? Uh, <laughs> anyway. So, so anyway, sorry. Keanu legend. Go on. Um, so this is a story from the set of Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. What was that? 1992? Oh, Something yeah. Like that was, that? Yeah, forgot about that. So there was this scene. She told this story... Um, in the Sunday Times, and I'd I'd forgotten about it, uh, but this was just recently. So she's she's this scene where uh, she's in bed with Dracula or lying down with Gary Oldman, and these rats are running all over or something like that, and they wanted to make her Francis Ford Coppola wanted to make her cry. So then he starts shouting at all the actors like Richard E. Grant, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves, Gary Oldman, uh, to start shouting at her to start abusing her to make her cry. So Francis Ford Coppola starts shouting, "You whore! You whore!" Oh my God. And all this, and Keanu and Anthony Hopkins went, absolutely not. We're, no, we're <laughs> no, not. No, we are not doing that. And I'm just like, Keanu and Anthony Hopkins, uh, and Anthony Hopkins, who was excellent as Van Helsing in that. Yeah. Um, but Keanu, even more, like just a young dude going, no, that's not cool, man. I am not going to be doing that. But when you hear the... You hear what happens on film sets to make people do things. Because I yeah. get a bit obsessed. There's that movie with Julie Christie and Donald Sutherland from the 70s. And I can't remember what it's called. But apparently they did have sex on set during one of the sex scenes. Oh, what was that? Yeah. It wasn't the... Um, I can't, it wasn't the, the Wicker Man or one of those. Is this Donald no, Sutherland? No, no, no. It's not the, it's not the Wicker Man. Um, so... Sex scene. Yeah, go on. I'll find it for you. Uh, it's now that I think was actually I'm not too sure, but no one will really talk about it. But that it was consensual, or he didn't force himself on her. Don't look but, now. Don't look now. Yeah. Yes, mad movie, and um, I just think it's so weird that you turn around and rather than shouting, "Imagine a kitten dying, a, a dog is dying right now, your dog is dying, your grandmother mm. is dying," just starting to shout, "You whore, you whore!" That's automatically what he went to. That's that's it says, me go, yeah, it says you, something more about him and the, the yeah really does when we all know to try to make someone cry you think of someone you love dying uh yeah the the other thing as well is like you you referenced this a couple of days ago which is the that quote from Lawrence Olivia have you just tried acting darling and at the end of the day everyone's a professional if this is a workplace that will be like us on the six o'clock show. To, to get into the zone, we have to do something or shout something or it, there needs to be some sort of emotional thing in order to just do the job that you have been hired to do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, she's an actor, professional actor, unless they felt she's just not up to this and we need to do something to make her act. But, uh, now yeah, listen, I, Sadie Frost was in the same movie. If you're having an issue with anyone acting on that <laughs> film set, it's Sadie Frost. I forgot about Sadie Frost. I remember Sadie Frost. Sadie Frost. Do you remember Fat Frogs? Do you remember Fat Frogs? (laughs) Do you remember Sadie Frost? I do remember Sadie Frost. Do you remember Danny Bear? Do you remember Danny Bear and Sadie Frost? And Sienna Miller? Do you remember Sienna Miller? Sienna Miller now wouldn't have been in that gang, remember? No, definitely not. No, No, absolutely not. No, not in that gang. Absolutely was Danny Bear in the not. gang? Who else was in the gang with them? Um, Davinia Taylor, Meg Matthews, Kate Moss, then all the lads. The Oasis lads. The Primrose Hill set. Yeah. I know too much about the Primrose Hill set. I know too much about the House Champagne Supernova. It's like, can I fill my brain with something more important than this shite? But I enjoy it. Anyway, don't shout you whore at a woman if you want to make her cry. It's not good. Just say, imagine your dog died. It would be better. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's just the funny way you said that. I was like, don't shout you horror woman if you want to make her cry. Although it probably will make her cry. Just don't do that. <laughs> like, Don't do that. Don't do that anyway. You uh, whore, you whore. Now I'm waiting to walk down the street and people will be like, you whore, you whore. Okay. Get, your, get your roots done. 
Get your roots done. Shout that no at a hairdresser will ever see you again. Shout, Shout that at a woman. That'll make her cry. Absolutely. Tell her she's to pay an extra 60 euro on Peter Marks to get her hair done. Then she'll be crying, I tell Dude, you. Dude, I'm not saying you whore to Winona. Is that how he would have said it? Dude, I'm not saying you whore to Winona. Winona, your I'm, roots are showing. Dude. Oh my God. Winona. Winona. I love Keanu Reeves. Oh my god, I've just remembered it. Well, I haven't just remembered it. I had to go and ask my wife and then I had to You liar! You liar! Do I tell you what it is? Is this the hangnail thing? Yeah, the nail coming loose. Go on. I said it in an early podcast. It's a word we should know. Like duodenum or (laughs) duodenum. Whitlow. Whitlow, you did say it in an early podcast. So Whitlow, isn't that funny the way that we we're so We've dependent on the internet? We've done a million of these though. Nothing stays in a herpetic Whitlow herpes in your fingernail. That's not what you have. I'm not saying that, but the thing that where your nail comes loose and you get a fungus underneath. Oh, Whitlow, my! I don't have one of those. It turns out I I definitely have a hangnail. A hangnail. That's on the side. Oh yes, a Whitlow herpes. What? Yeah, herpes causes a lot of shit, though. I mean, there's a lot of things that... But is that not just... You know when you get that cut at the bottom of your nail? Yeah. That that cut, and then it gets all bulbous underneath. That's the Whitlow. We've all oh, had those, it? lads. Sorry, I'm, no, I'm Googling the picture of it now. Oh, that's not what I had. No, actually, I've, I've mis-described um, it then. A Whitlow's kind of on your skin then. I'm just looking at the images now. Ugh. That's not what I had. I didn't have that. I had my nail. My nail was literally c- coming off. That was what that was. So I, I think had. that's the technical term for that is my nail was coming off. My nail was coming off. There's no <laughs> word for it. There is a word for it. It's actually called oni. Oh, accept and continue. Onicolysis is when your nail is coming off from your toe or your finger. I didn't expect this podcast to go so deep into. Honestly, it would have killed me well, if I hadn't rem- if I hadn't remembered the word Whitlow. Honestly, it would have just Whitlow. been Whitlow. Whitlow, but that's a Whitlow's a different thing. Whitlow's like on your finger. It's at the bottom of. It's where. Yeah, it's at the end of your your nail. Like the Google it there. Nail. It's gross. It's horrible, horrible. Uh, but mine was actually like the nail coming off, and there was a big gap, like half of my nail. There was a big gap between the finger and the nail. You could see it, but it's grown out now. It's fine. You'd be delighted to hear. I am delighted to hear that. Never Ash. been happier. Number five? Number five. N- n- number five. Number five. Johnny Five Alive. Is it me again then, is it? I'm going to say it's this you. This entire thing seems quite unfair. Um, I feel like I I didn't prepare enough for this today. Okay. Normally I have more things and I know I had two things earlier on that I haven't said yet and I can't remember what they are. Do you have another thing? Because otherwise, the, our, my big reveal with the writing is going to be a damn squib if you don't have another thing. Do you definitely have a thing? Another thing to say? Yeah. No. Oh, you're you're out. You've used everything, have you? I've got a... I, I had another... I had... I can't remember. There was like two more things at the start of this podcast well, and now it's I'll gone t- out of my I'll head. tell you the thing And that I'm that I... currently looking at pictures, by the way, of Keanu Reeves. With a Whitlow. No. <laughs> with his girlfriend. Alexandra Grant. Hello, Alexandra. In Berlin, he's smiling. He's happy. He's got long, scruffy hair. He's got a baseball cap on backwards. And they're, um, they've started the Matrix 4 filming. I think that's a bad idea. I've said this it's before. resumed I think following pandemic shutdown. Bad, not because of pandemic or resuming because of pandemic shutdown. I just think that doing it at all is a bad idea. Unless they can, unless they can fix it, because the last two were just bad. And you know what? I've read, I've watched the last two a good few times. Have you? Just for Keanu, yeah. just for Keanu. I. It, they're I dreadful. Every time I watch them, like Matrix Revolutions and Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions, I keep on thinking that somewhere throughout. It's going to change. It's going to get better. I'll be watching it and it'll be like, no, they're going to do this now. That's what's going to happen. And I didn't hate it as much as everyone else. Like I didn't hate, I didn't hate John Carter as much as everyone else did. Oh, that was, I didn't hate John Carter, but it just wasn't good. John Carter and uh, Artemis Fowl actually, very similar films in that they're not awful, but they're just like, ugh, it was a waste of my time. Yeah, I didn't feel that about John. I've watched John Carter a few times. Really? 
Yeah. You're when it's insane. on the telly, I'd watch it. Okay. Yeah, I would. I have a thing about... Um, uh, have we talked about Space Force yet on, yet on the podcast? We have did mention it, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, people hate it. I seem to be the only person that likes it. Yeah. And I worked out, when I was watching the last episode of it the other night, I worked out what it is that I like about it. And I like about shows I like in general. And it's it's usually a Netflix thing now at this stage, or HBO have a bit of it as well. That if if it has production values, like not it has John Malkovich and it has Steve Carell. So I mean that already. So the two big stars. They, but it, if it has production values and it looks like you can see the money on the screen, like well shot, like maybe shot on film, uh, a beautiful sets, music, sound is good, everything is right, everything is shot right, everything's done right. And it's it's like, it's not your stand, bog standard TV, made for TV right. crap. I like that. And I, you win me over with a lot of that You're production values. You're impressed by the money. Yeah, that's it. it. It's not, or at least the spending of the money that I can see the money being spent. Right. That like, I, I, you win me over quite a lot if you do that first. There's still like, there's like this high end BBC stuff and ITV stuff that it's like, ugh, this is like, this looks kind of cheap. This looks made for TV. Whereas a lot of stuff that you'd see on, like even the Space Force, which is just like, it's almost like a throwaway kind of, let's do this for the crack. Someone in Netflix were like, yeah, give St- Steve Carell a few bob and see what he comes up with. Uh, even that looked good. It looked like it has a look of, ah, money was what, spent on this. Avenue 5 had a lot of money spent on it. On it. It's, mm, it's that looked atrocious. dreadful. I think that looked dreadful though. That looked like all green screen and CGI. But it had a lot of money behind it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It didn't look that good. I don't think it did. Right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Awful. People loved Awful. that, by the way, as well. Some people loved that. Couldn't get into, could not keep going with that yoke. I wouldn't put couldn't. Space Force and Avenue 5 in the same bracket. I mean... You'd say Sp- Space Force is better. Oh, Space Force is like, a, it's a bit more obvious and gettable. It's like, it's understandable. Ah, it's funny stuff happening here and it has a heart. Uh, apparently, though, spoiler alert, on Avenue 5, mm. apparently something happens. To, to make you understand everything that has gone. Apparently, it's a big deal. I have, because I, I was like, oh, I might end up going back. So I don't know what it is. But there is an explanation for having for it having been so bad. And it comes towards the end of the series. Which is intriguing. God damn you. Yeah, which makes it no. all worthwhile. Like, there's an article that's, that says something oh, along the gist of, annoying. this is, you know, this happens, something happens and it makes it all worthwhile. Very annoying. Uh... Very anyway. annoying. Okay, tell me the thing you thought that I was going to say. You're number five. Uh, here it is. Irish radio failing to support Irish female musicians, according to a report. Did you read this this morning? Uh, no. All oh, right. Okay. I but I was this like, this is also not news to me. Oh, here we go. I see. I, I was just going to say it and then just, just literally put the the steps, the mini uh, stairs uh, next to the. High horse. Well, I've been waiting for no. I've just and been waiting you, for this article because of women in harmony, Irish women in harmony. I'm like, well, there's going to be about twelve articles. Oh well, this isn't just an article in the, one day. This is research. So I'm guessing it's off the back of the success of uh, Irish women in harmony, and then you'd be looking through the video and going, I don't know any of these women. Why don't I know any of them? Uh, Irish radio failing to support Irish. Also, can I just say, I don't know if it's down to the people who published the gender the gender disparity report. This is a uh, publicist and consultant, Linda Coogan-Byrne. I'll be right out. I'll be right out. I love... What's that? What is it? It's a paper, is it? Yeah, you can take it. I'm kind of busy. I love you. I'll see you later. Yeah, I'll be nearly finished. Love you. Bye. Um, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily... Linda Coogan-Byrne is the person who uh, published this. And, of course, it's a very worthy and uh, necessary um, piece of research, which finds... I'll read it for you now. But uh, uh, yeah, sorry to clarify what they, what a lot of the articles have done on this is that they're saying that Irish uh, no that that women are not being played on the radio, which is not the case. Women are being played on the radio. It's just Irish women are not being played enough, which is absolutely true. It's that is the case. Irish women are not being played enough on Irish radio, and as someone on, on Irish radio, RIP, it's a fact. It, it's it's the truth, and I can I can own it. We can get to why in a minute. Irish radio failing to support Irish female musicians, according to a report. Most Irish radio stations rarely give airtime to Irish women musicians, while some stations never feature homegrown female voices in their top 20 most played songs news research shows. Uh, this, it investigates the airtime given to Irish female musicians 
and have found more than half of the state's 28 music-playing radio stations feature women in their top-played songs uh, only 5% of the time. The study, conducted by music publicist and consultant Linda Coogan-Byrne, shows no female musicians featured in the top 20 artists. Now, is that female Irish musicians or female musicians at all? Because I don't think that's the case. Featured can't in the top be female musicians at all because in the last year you've got Ariana Grande, you've got Lady Gaga, you've got... Um, Sia, Camilla Cabello uh, uh, Just the last big songs from the last year but yeah there is a disparity Dua Lipa. between male and female Yeah, yeah there's a Mabel uh, there's, there's, There are loads Lizzo of... would have been one of the biggest songs Huge, the last yeah. year So it's not but I think that see, you need to stick with it if you're reporting on it you, you need to stick with it that it's Irish because that's the whole point of the of the survey it's, to, it's not just women it's Irish women uh, and they're not being played enough um, on Irish radio. Just 5% of the top 20 played artists across a number of stations uh, were female, according to the research. No, we're Irish and female. That's what you need to... Jesus. Yeah, they're not sticking with it. They're just all of right. a sudden it becomes a male versus female thing, which is not the case. It's Irish and female, which is the issue. Of course, Gav- Gavin James and uh, Dermot Kennedy and uh, a, a number of, of Gavin Irish... James, Dermot Kennedy, the academic... Um, Chasing Abbey, Codaline, the... Script. The lads, the script, but the other lads. Picture this. Yeah. Um, Westlife, even at one stage last year. Um, that was a dreadful song. Um, it still comes up. Such a horror of a song. Yeah, Love Westlife, terrible song. Um, and who else? There's like three more bands that are that they'll always be paid. They'll always go on to radio playlists straight away without even having heard the song and be like, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I think some places enjoy, uh, some people in, or artists enjoy that for a little bit while you're, while you're trendy, while you're, they, but some will only enjoy it for a little bit, but they won't get mm. it every time. Mm. You know, that'll go, that'll fade as well. There's very yeah. few of them that can still enjoy it. You need to be consistent in your output, I think. And you'll get a pass on one or two, but once it goes to crap, you're not getting you're not getting the autoplay anymore. Yeah. Uh, so play more Irish women, but not just cause. You need to make hits. You need to make radio friendly hits. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle, and it's not just about Irish women. It's about Irish music. Yeah. Because at the moment, it has been decided this is the type of music that is being played on the radio. Well, that's so, the, that has I always think, been the case, though. That, but I just uh, think that every yeah of a time, I think everything kind of sounds the same. Everything the is moment. trendy. It's all trends. It's always been trends. It's always been what's hot right now, and it's always what's going to be played on the radio. And I think that there, well, it, it's not one. It's not fair to compare. It's well, no, it's not fair. Full stop. That Dermot Kennedy and. Who's the other one I mentioned? Gavin James. Because they're solo artists and there are plenty of female solo artists who make great music. Yeah, but like Dermot Kennedy, you could have been sitting there. He was selling out the Olympia because he was big on Spotify. And you could have been shouting at someone inside going, this guy is massive and this is a really good tune. Yeah. Massive. And it it took England and America to go, oh, he's very good for Irish radio to go, actually, yeah, we'll throw him on. He was huge. By the time he started getting played on Irish radio. Yeah. He'd sold out the Olympia like three nights. And I remember going to someone, they were like, who's he? Didn't the same thing happen with Hosier, actually? Yeah, that sort of stuff. It so, took it to be it to be spotted outside. Yeah. yeah. Like there's certain types of music that will be popular inside of Ireland and that they'll go, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll put that on the radio. And then there's other music. They're like, oh, no, we'll just wait. Yeah. But a lot of a, a lot of thing. radio stations aren't in a position to create someone. They just want to. Not play. anymore. I get it because of Spotify. It's yeah. radio all over the world is in a very strange position. Unless you're in Australia, where they've got all of the money, um, and America to a certain extent. But sure, I heart. Sorry, this is getting technical now, so I'm not going to go 100 percent into it. But it's in a precarious situation, and you've got to play music that people want to hear. Yeah. Uh, that that's where I was going to go with this is that uh, I think without naming names but although you'll know who I'm talking about I think that the the ones that you the people that you hear on the radio uh, they will probably tell you largely again it's no more than you and me sitting on the six o'clock show asking people hey how's lockdown treating you or mm. how's your baby or 
yeah. you know, the it's a job and you need to, on some level, stop d- doing what you want to do and do what is required of the job. But, you have to, it's a, no, you don't have to do it completely, but you need to do a little bit of selling out in order to get your song on the radio. And there's a formula for getting your song on the radio. Once you make radio-friendly songs, or one or two radio-friendly songs on the EP, that's all you need to shift the EP, to get the name recognition, to experiment a little bit more, veer more towards what it is you want to do, to fill the gigs. That's I don't necessarily agree because there is a band in Ireland that I think if they were male, they would be on the radio. Really? But radio friendly radio friendly female hits? Yeah. Amazing harmonies. Got a whole R and B thing going. It's they're absolutely wonderful. Uh it's Wyvern Lingo. They're absolutely amazing. And I think if they're male, they'd be on the radio. Yeah. I really do believe that. I think I flip and love them. They're brilliant. If you don't know them, go listen to them now. They're amazing. So, so what is it then? Like, I, because I, I, I don't know. Well, it's a sexist industry. I think even men though have are making stuff that they don't particularly like. Do you know, like Irish men, they're like, okay, this is a. I don't know this, but I, I have a suspicion that it's like there's no way that you're into this, but you're making this because it's the thing to get on the radio, right? I, I should ask. The next time I'm talking to an Irish musician. I don't know if it is a thing to get on the radio because radio doesn't, like radio isn't as important. Not, as ju- not radio. Ra- radio's a... Uh, to get ra- big. Sorry, it's catch-all term. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a thing that just, this is what most people would be into. Yeah. I don't know. It's inherently sexist industry, I personally think anyway. Just when you think about, even going back to like, Damien Rice was always bigger than Lisa Hannigan, but it could be argued that she was more talented than he was. You know, there's there's all this sort of stuff. And why is that? Is that so? Is that the industry, or is that uh, the public gravitating towards them? Is the sexism the, a social sexism? Like a, a, everyone is sexist, and we all no, just went towards the man. No, it's an industry that has been pushing a certain thing. So it's because the industry is not pushing Lisa Hannigan enough, where, she, where it was pushing they, Adele, or it was they, pushing. Yeah, Celia it's different or, outside. Because it's like, okay, moneymaker. But inside in this country, it's like, oh, no, no, no. It's, oh, we'll support them. Support. I just find it a bit sexist. Okay. Very sexist. Make more radio, pop radio friendly hits. I'm not just talking about women. Like the, the, That video showed how incredibly talented. Dreams uh, from Irish Women in Harmony. Yeah. Like that was like. Still Andrew's- get goosebumps. It's gorgeous. 40 women, 40 Irish, most of them solos, a lot of them solos, uh, performers. And uh, I think they, that it needs to be a two-way thing. They need to have radio-friendly songs. You see, the thing is, they also have Dreams by the Cranberries. Do you know what I mean? Like Which is a radio-friendly song. A ridiculously iconic radio-friendly song, yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, but you got to do that 40 times now. Yeah. But it's a horrible situation to go, listen, don't, you know, and it's the conflict between art and business, which is, of course, you want someone to do something that they believe in and that they love and that it's, oh, I'm doing my thing and I'm true to myself and I'm I'm going to be successful doing it. And not just for women, for men as well. And then at what point do you go, ah, do you know what, I'll, I'll do a couple of songs to get on the radio or even do it for a laugh. I can't, I can't, I'll just, you know what, I'll just make this and see where it goes. And then all of a sudden it ends up on the radio. Mm. Like some of the dirge that ends up on Irish radio that is just, you, you know, at times you think, is this for a dare? Like, is this for, is this for a, a just like, is this someone doing this? We'll do this. Throw, throw it against the barn door or barn wall. See what sticks. And then we'll, someone will put it on the radio. Yeah. I have lots of feelings on this. I, it would take too long. I All genuinely right. think it would. I would be here for too long. Too long. Number six. No, 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 number, six. number six. Lock Derg is closed for the first time in 192 years. Why? COVID. Can't be sending a load of, pe- load of old people out to an island. Oh, Just- sorry. I thought you meant the lake itself. Oh, no. Lock Derg. Summer camp. Sorry, the Catholics. retreat. Yeah. 
with the taking off the shoes and the yeah, 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 yeah. My mother Slices did that a few times. Burnt toast and black tea and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant the lake. I was like, they've closed the lake? I what? just can't believe people were still doing it. It's insane. The annual summer pil- pilgrimage to Loch Derg uh, is being suspended for the first time in 192 years due to COVID. Uh, the pilgrimage season was suspended for safety reasons. And you were counting down to pilgrimage season. Can you tell me what happens at Loch Derg, though? They like walk why, around the... why, why do they go to Loch Derg? What appeared there? Who was there? Well, that's a good question, actually. Uh, is it not that, they, that the, the monks, or there were some sort of secluded monks out there, or, or nuns out there, and they just went out there to join them? Could that be it? Is that it? It's not like Hang on. A, br- uh, a Patrick thing or a... I, I'll find out for you. I'll find out on the internet now. Here, here The Sanctuary go. of St. Patrick. It's got something to do with St. Patrick. Here we go. La- Did he go out there himself for a while? And they walk around sure. in circles. Apparently he was everywhere. He made it everywhere. So He, he was did. like Ed Sheeran in 2017. He went everywhere in Ireland. I mean, he was X and he was multiplying. He was dividing all over the place. I'm going to divide some snakes. I'm going to multiply some Christians. It's going to be amazing. You'd never see a woman doing gigs that big in Ireland though, would you? No, because Bridget got one field. He got everything. You're making my point for me. Do you know, you're absolutely right. The uh, island. Do Loch Derg from wherever you are, 27th to 29th of June. Nice try, Loch Derg. No one's going to do that. It uh, dates back to it's St. Patrick's Purgatory is the official name. I mean, doesn't it just sound cheery? How much money do I have to give you to go to St. Patrick's Purgatory? More commonly referred to as Loch Derg because of its location in the lake. And the same name in County Donegal. It's a pilgrimage site which dates back to the 5th century. Since then, uninterrupted for over 1,500 years, it has been a place of Christian pilgrimage and prayer. Why did he go out there? Was he was he out there? Was he doing the 40 days and 40 nights or something like that? Or what's No, the... I love this. Mainly due to uh, restrictions of weather conditions. The pilgrimage season is a relatively short one. Oh. Um, it takes place in Station Island. St. Patrick is the patron. The original monastery on Saints Island in the same lake claimed Saint uh, Davog as its founder abbot. So it's just saying that it had some people there. Come here. Come here. Come here. It's coronavirus say, getting pretty let's serious. Say, let's say Patrick was here, right? Patrick what? was here. Let's say Patrick was here. All right, okay. We'll charge we'll charge half a hen. And we'll see if people will come out. What do you reckon? Loved it. They, and the next thing you know, they were flogging, they were bringing in alpacas, they were putting up a, a, a Europe's biggest <laughs> mo- a wooden roller coaster, they were flogging bags of potatoes. <laughs> so it's basically because it was it was it was a Celtic monastery and then an Augustinian mo- monastery. Monks, monks. That's why. That's why I, it's there. I could talk to you all day, and honestly, it feels like I have. But uh, you know, I, I'm absolutely wiped. I'm I'm bushed after all. I, do, I think taking a break, going off to record the thing is just too much. Too much for all of us. Uh, anyway, if you've lasted this long, more power to you. Thanks. Can we edit half of it out and go Don't back worry. to 40 minutes? Don't worry about it. I'll get. I'll do something. I'll do some shenanigans. Uh, Sixbithpod at gmail.com for your emails. Anything we may have missed. For those of you shouting Whitlow for the last... Uh, Whitlow. For, last hour. My, I do apologise. I got there in the end. Uh, what did you call it? You called it something herpes? Uh, uh, her, uh, herp, herpes Whitlow is it what? I'm not going to look it up again no we're not doing it again um, wear a mask Azerbaijan stay away from yourselves and, and each, each other, other.